Oh, you're talking about drugs. I, yes. Um, yes. I hadn't picked that up. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Tim Wick, Nick Glover, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we're joined by Byron Miller, who wants to talk to us about racism and geekdom. Specifically, what's the big deal about black elves? Ron Bauman also joins. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Molly Glover. It's me, Molly Glover, doing a little shimmy shake. <laughs> Which is great radio. And Nick Glover. I am not doing a shimmy shake. I Liar! stand still in defiance. Liar! It's, and you, you, our listeners, will have to decide who is lying and who is telling the truth. <laughs> and you'll never know because you are listening. We are joined this week by uh, somebody who uh, joined us as a, as a disembodied voice last week. Our good friend and frequent co- contributor, Byron Miller. Well, hello, geeks. Hello. Aren't we all disembodied voices? Well, yeah, but I, I didn't want to go there because that I would have just been a very long aside. Extra disembodied. Uh, and uh, we are also joined uh, unofficially by our good friend and frequent guest, Ron Bauman, who is in the room, and therefore I feel the need to acknowledge it. I'm a doubly disembodied voice, and God, Byron, your your voice is seductive. He has a very silky, <laughs> silky voice. Uh, Byron is the proprietor, one of the proprietors of Broomhilda, a fine shop at the Minnesota Renaissance Festival and other Renaissance it's festivals, uh, in which they sell uh, brooms, walking sticks. And wands, among yes. uh, other other things uh, that they've been branching out into. I think that, <laughs> that is our jam. Branching, see, because they. Sh- uh, but he is here today to talk no, about I- representation in geekdom. And as we were talking before, before the the show began, uh, that I think the uh, the 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 short description of what we're talking about is black elves and mermaids yeah. so yeah. Harfoot. yeah Harfoots. the what do you want to <laughs> talk about question came to me and i thought well what have i watching lately in geek in the geeky world that's great and obviously rings of power is very good i'm enjoying it quite a bit and yeah, then of course of. you can't think about that without thinking about the very loud assholes on the internet it was they ruin everything don't they they, they really do. do they try for sure well yeah that's their <clears> that's their goal <throat> yep that's we we've been enjoying it too the first so it was. It starts slow, but it it, it gets there. Yeah, that first so, episode was definitely some build up. You're like, okay, right. Well, let's see where it goes. And the second episode ends. You're like, well, hot damn! I want to see more of that. Anything that starts with like twenty minutes of exposition is a, is a is a rough go. <laughs> but but on brand. No, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is Lord of the Rings. It's, it's Dolgan, right? Yeah, yeah, historically accurate. Something that I, I find very interesting is I've seen. Many people, that nobody I know, but I've seen many people talking about how this is a new direction for, for, for the Tolkien estate and how they're pushing this new woke agenda uh, as someone who's been working on games set in Middle Earth for the last three years. Let me tell you, no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> they've been we have been pushing that as well. We have we have uh, an East Asian elf. We have uh, the, one of the kings in our game is black. Uh, and every single time we have a hobbit who wears shoes, for God's sake. Oh, <laughs> my God. Every single time. 
Every single time, uh, Middle Earth Enterprises has been like, dope, do it. We well, love and, it. And we can flash all the way back to Peter Jackson and his, yes. you know, inclusion of female characters that were not there in the original book. Exactly. And so, like, people want to make it like, oh, this is a new thing that, oh, they wouldn't they wouldn't be doing this if it was pre the George Floyd stuff. Like, ever oh. since then, it's so cool. To, and it's like, no, like, we've been doing it for a long time, at least on our end. Like, well, I mean, been, maybe yeah. they wouldn't have been doing it if it were pre-1950, but grow the fuck up. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Oh, they wouldn't have done this before civil rights. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> yeah. oh, that makes you a bad person. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like you're making a case for civil rights, not against <laughs> yeah. inclusion. I don't. Right. Yeah. Also, uh, the the uh, black Latino elf is the hottest of all the elves I've ever seen. <laughs> and that's and, uh, probably uh, the problem right there. <laughs> I'm here for smoke show elf, 100. Uh, percent I am. He's got the smolder. I am genuinely curious. I am genuinely curious because I like to give you know folks the benefit of the doubt from time to time and everything like that. But what honestly is their objection besides pure racism? Um, they try to disguise their racism by saying that um, either it's it's not Tolkien's original intent, which there's all kinds of holes in that, and that it's a European mythology and therefore white. Yeah. There's also all kinds of holes in that. Right. Yeah. yeah it is. It is. Uh, Right, Byron. Mostly, what I'm seeing that you're you're saying, uh, as well as um, this, they're disguising it up as Western. It's an attack on Western culture. It's an attack right. on Westernism. It's you know, oh, this fantasy setting is a Western fantasy setting. Why don't you make an African fantasy setting? Why don't you make? There's plenty of of East Asian fantasy settings. Why not? You know, right. keep your Asian character put your melanated people there, right? Which is a you know, it's it's, it's, it's in itself is a disingenuous argument because these are the same people that object to Black Panther because they're making a movie about a black person, right? Even though it's an African culture and therefore they shouldn't have a problem with all the black people in that movie, but but they have a problem that they're forced to watch a movie about black people, even if it's set on a continent where there are a lot of black people, but also. Um, people of color existed in yep. Europe and 100%. continue to do so. Oh, That's not- you and your facts, Mr. <laughs> Glover. <laughs> I saw yeah. a great online thread about uh, Renaissance era paintings that had black and, oh, and yeah. other brown people oh, in it. And it was fantastic. They were great by the great Renaissance masters. Yeah. Um, yeah, pre And that was fascinatingly pre-slavery, certainly. Pre- also yeah. also pre-Tolkien. As I, as I, if, <laughs> if I, my math is correct, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was, he was pretty old. I'm Tolkien. running out of fingers, but yeah, yeah I think you're right. But I don't think he was older than Shakespeare, so I, <laughs> I think we can pretty oh, much assume. You're not going to tell me that Shakespeare put any African American characters in Othello. Wait, um, African American? Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're right. Yeah, oh, we're not uh, African American. No, you're right. My bad. My bad. I just I just PC'd myself right into a hole, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to know an, an irony about my life? Of course. I know three or four. African Americans, people from Africa who are now American citizens, and they're all white. <laughs> South oh, African like, like, Americans, like yeah. Charlize Theron. Yeah. I, oh, I you am. know Charlize Theron? No. I have. Anyway, no. No, I have. But her ex boyfriend is my you're, nemesis, you're, who, by the way, was originally in one of the Tolkien movies. Nice. There you go. We I have never met super more. into the definitions of African American because it, it has a very specific meaning that doesn't. And you can just say black. It doesn't yeah. include uh, black people. Do people who have immigrated from African countries to the United States. It is a term used for people who have had an identity and history erased. So mm-hmm. it has a, it's a specific, mm-hmm. it's oh. specific 
people? It's meant to be people who don't know where they came from because of the slave trade. Exactly. And that is, the intention, right. yeah. that is the intended that's, use of, that's, of African Americans. So, and, and I am not like, obviously, anyone who has any sort of authority or expertise on that topic or its definition or who gets to use it and who doesn't. But these are things I've read. So that does bring us, that's an interesting segue because we, we touched on the fact when I brought this up that we are now a bunch of white people sitting around talking about um, racism and that the, the mild incongruity there. And while I, I do think it's it's definitely up to the, the aggrieved party to tell us what is too much and what is not enough and stuff like that, um, you know, we don't get to say who else is offended by the things that we say that might offend them, right? Um, sure. I think it is on us as the white people um, to call out our friends and neighbors. Call yeah. out our peers. Oh. Our job is yeah. to call out the white people who are assholes. <laughs> yeah. That's we where can, I was going with we that. We can bare minimum. We can, we can c- catch the easy stuff. Yeah. It is. Yeah. A, it's a, we, we can pick the low hanging fruit. Enough. It's okay. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. enough of the gimme stuff out there where we can make the call about it. Mm-hmm. That it's like, hey, we all agree, except for this fucking idiot, that this is yeah. racist. That's yeah, why. I, that's why I appreciate uh, actual white person Neil Gaiman, right? Uh, <laughs> carrying carrying water for the Sandman series, oh, and, and basically, yep. whenever a racist like ats Neil Gaiman, he he ats him right back. Yeah, I mean, he's also he's also doing it for the Lord of the Rings. He series. is actually. Yeah. That, that was one of the ats I was going to bring up. Very sweet. Yeah. 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 When someone talk about that because it's fucking hilarious. When someone tagged him about you know what yada yada what a brown uh, hobbits and so well at Neil Gaiman what do you think about this and he promptly typed back the direct quote from Tolkien's description of Harfoots as quote browner of skin than hobbits. Yeah. Um, well, it, the the, re, the whole reason he got involved was because uh, somebody said, well, he said, I like rings of power. And someone said, Elon Musk doesn't like it. So you think you know more than him? And he was like, well, I don't tell yeah. Elon Musk how to do business. And I don't expect him to tell me about, you know, writing fantasy. And then everyone decided that it was Neil Gaiman's rings of power. <laughs> <laughs> well, people have been tweeting at Neil Gaiman. Like, like your, your, your like, Lord of the Rings show sucks. Yeah. Check out the check out the Rotten Tomatoes rating your show fucking go woke go broke like, Neil Gaiman it's like first of all it's not a Lord of the Rings show and secondly Neil Gaiman wow okay <laughs> and is the Rotten Tomatoes rating because of internet trolls who are oh, going and, and rating bombing it didn't they didn't Amazon shut off they did rating yeah. f- for it yeah. because yeah. of the, just that reason yep because right. it, but even even I, that because it has substantial number of negative ratings before it even aired you're a little yeah. transparent here yeah. trolls I, I'm aware of such hatred, but I don't understand such right. hatred. It's weird. Why? Why? Yeah. Just why waste people, that goddamn energy? That is an excellent question. People well, fans of the worst. People, people yeah. love rating things one star or giving it the lowest they can for knee-jerk reactions, and we we see it with board games all the time too. It's really funny. Well, and I think it, you can go even even broader than that. People love being angry. People love being oh. offended. There's an adrenaline rush there. There's an outrage There's machine. a sense of moral superiority yeah. that the outrage generates. And yeah, Noth- people are into it. Nothing gets well, fuck more. Fuck you, Byron. You deserve it. <laughs> Nothing gets more clicks and more ad views than trashing shit. As we've yep. seen with, with whatever your feelings are about the Star Wars sequels and how wrong Ron might be, (laughs) we can all agree that there are a a big group of white dude YouTubers who made their nut 
shitting on those movies yeah. and and fanning the flames and every week promising how Kathleen Kennedy was going to get fired for real this time. No, I'm serious. Well, and it's the same and it's What's the same name? Dude. The the poor Asian actress and her um her character got completely you know kneecapped for the final one, which oh you know, Rose. Yeah, thank you. The, the thing too is like that you have to remember that our our current world is driven by advertising clicks like and the 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 way you get your advertisers paid is to get people to click on your link and the best way to get people to click on your link is with a clickbait headline like fans are outraged that and then insert terrible opinion here and that will get people to go what and then they click and they're like because oh they're wrong i'm gonna read this article and the article is usually like they find two tweets so it's actually like two people said this thing, you know, that's all. But like they, they, it gets turned into a, a news article and, and that is how people get their advertising revenue. Because even people that disagree are like, oh, what did this asshole say? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to feel outraged. Yeah. And then it's like two guys, two white dudes tweets. Yeah. And that's the entire article. You know, it, these two yeah. people you haven't heard of uh, tweeted how much they hate a black little mermaid. And uh, and now now they get you know fifty thousand views. It's interesting. I, when yeah. when I decided to do this topic, I I trolled the internet a little bit looking for the racist quotes about the the actors of color and the characters of color in, mm-hmm. in Rings of Power. And it was very hard to find the actual anger. You could find uh. a thousand times as much discussion about the anger, most of which didn't actually cite or link any of it. And mm-hmm. you know part of that is obviously not to generate send clicks to those you know hateful websites. But even the article on OAN, the article itself was fairly neutral. It was, you know, just basically informative. The filth was in the uh, in the comments Comment below section. that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and there was one. Oh, oh my God! There was one that said, and I, I won't be able to do this justice, but I'll, I'll do my best. That the only black people in Tolkien were the evil ones. <sighs> yeah. And it was somehow even worse than that. My mind has kind of sanitized it somehow so that my mouth wouldn't throttle it on the way out. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's well, yeah. And Byron, the, the argument you made that, uh, that you said Neil Gaiman had, had brought up about um, Tolkien's quote about the Harfoots mm-hmm. being darker skinned. I feel like making that argument is a trap a little you bit. Think? I, I do a little bit. I feel like you're giving the, the other side an, an argument something to argue against or you're legitimizing their argument by yeah, being okay. like, I, I see what oh, you're saying the there. Source material says this because fuck the source material. Right. Like, like there are plenty of examples of this, of, of casting going against the source material. And all of a sudden, if you're playing their game and saying, ah, but the source material does say this, you're not just countering their argument. You're also, a, you're also agreeing with the premise of their argument that it yeah. matters that you match the source material. It, it's Tyrion true. Lannister right. does not look like Peter Dinklage. Let me tell you oh, from that. Yeah, <laughs> Peter Dinklage is a handsome guy. Right, and, right. And Tyrion Lannister is a goddamn monster. He's supposed to look like a monster. Yeah. 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 Well, and that does, does bring up to a bullet point I have down here on, on my phone that yeah. says, you know, it... When when it doesn't when the interpretation doesn't matter doesn't match the source material does that matter, 
you know. Uh, and I think it. I think really what it what depends is the for me it is all about the the personality and the characterization. Uh, I hate the sci-fi show The Magicians. I love <laughs> those books. We watched one episode and I was like, "Fuck this!" And that's because the the characters were acting completely opposite to how they are in the book. Right. Like they were. You know, in the book, it's like this is a this is an elite school people dream of being at. They work their asses off to get there. And and everyone is very respectful of the people who are very smart and very talented. They're killing themselves studying. Yeah. And in the show, it was like, what a nerd. She's good at hmm. magic and cares about her grades. Let's go drink. And I was like, uh, OK, what? <laughs> this is, this like, is not the same to me, school. That's the difference, right? <laughs> I don't care if people look the same. I don't care about any of that. But if they don't act the same then what are we even what are we even adapting here right i, I feel like so uh my answer to that oh tim yeah it just i think uh i mean i remember having this conversation when uh the lord of the rings films came out uh and i th- i think it's it's a good example where what peter jackson created is not the same as mm. the lord of the rings no no but the spirit of it <laughs> Is I don't miss Tom Bombadil. Nobody, nobody, nobody fucking misses Tom Bombadil. I miss Tom Bombadil. <laughs> I did. I did. Just shut up. All right. Okay. Someone's Why are you even here? That's I'm, um, I'm just again. Actually, I, go on. I'm sorry. And so, so the changes that they made for those movies to make better movies were still faithful to the spirit of the original source material, whereas the Hobbit films were not. Yep. And that's one of the reasons that it did that they didn't they, work. They were weaker films, for sure. yeah, uh, as well. So I, I think that that when you're looking at changes, it's like, are you are you making a change simply to make a change, or are you making a change because you're going to be able to tell the story within this medium in a better way if you make this yeah, change? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It it's and and there's a I feel like there's a so <clears throat> a part of the whole like white as default. Right. Does everyone know what I'm talking about when I say that? Like, yeah, like you just uh, assume a character is white when you right. read about a character because, because that's white. the yeah, default, just like kind of default is male. So a, a part of that means that when a character's race matters, it's usually because they're not white, because having a not white experience in the world is different than the default experience. So it, it matters more if you have a character where their race matters. Like if you have a character where their race matters in the, in the source material, why does it matter? It probably matters because of uh, adversity they've faced or because of privilege they have. Right. So obviously in those instances, to some degree or another race matters to the character race might matter to the, to the story. Right. And in those instances, yeah, like, come on, like you can't cast a, 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 black character in a book as a white person to it's just not going to translate you couldn't have a black person as edward norton in american history x yeah <laughs> right that is yeah. true that would yes. be weird uh, or hilarious or would it be hilarious no it'd just be sad but um but then you know so i mean there's that like right on its face but then you look at uh, uh casting disparity for an entire um you know, the entire movie industry, right? Mm-hmm. Back to the beginning. Right. And, and you look at like, well, okay, so then we're looking at when it doesn't matter, are we tipping the scales in the other direction? Who, yes, who cares? That's just balancing. That's just fucking equity. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's an arrogance that, that offends the shit out of me. Okay. Um, I, about halfway through Sandman, 
and I'm loving it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like Tom. What's his name that plays Lucifer on the TV show very, very much. Oh, you mean the you mean Dream? No, Lucifer no, no. in the show. The Lucifer, the Lucifer show. show. The Lucifer yeah. show. Oh, oh Lucifer. the Lucifer show. Yeah. Not, gotcha. Yeah. The yeah, police yeah. procedural that takes its name from a great comic. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I, I like that character very much. I like him doing the crossover with, uh, with in fact, uh, John Constantine. And I yeah. like, I much prefer Matt, what's his name, playing Constantine to Joanna Constantine. But she's fine. She's good, and I'm sure as hell not going to call for the show to be burned to the ground and the director uh, pilloried and, and whatnot because it doesn't fit my idea of a fantasy story. Where do these people get off? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? I just want right. to uh, I just want to correct myself because uh, I feel foolish for I did say Tom Bombadil green be his boots, but it's actually green were his girdle, bright blue <laughs> his jacket, and his boots were yellow. So oh God, damn it, I feel Molly. Cool. And and I will turn in my geek card. This is I'm what we get for letting a girl on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> for everyone saying, like, we don't need Tom Bombadil. Now imagine if Tom Bombadil skipping through the forest and singing his little songs was played by Jack Black and he was singing those songs the way Jack Black does folk be music. Amazing. Oh, he'd be great. I, I would give that a chance. For and sure. now you feel sad. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Um, I mean, I, I feel that. You know, I feel the the casting thing is is such a, a weird area to get into because now there's a, a lot of a lot of uh, uh, LGB, LGBTQ actors who are like, uh, I should be allowed to play straight roles too, right? You know, you don't want just gay people to play gay roles and straight people to play straight yeah. roles. You know, yeah. there's there has it's to be acting, right? yeah. yeah, it's called acting for a reason. <laughs> you know, um, I think I think the difference is the the whether or not you're in the majority or the minority. Right. Like, that's the thing is like having somebody who's straight play a minority character, a, a gay role feels like get a gay actor because they're they're trying to they're acting an experience they don't have. Well, then, Whoa. but by, by that same argument, then that putting a, a gay actor in a straight role is acting an experience he doesn't have. Very few gay people have never pretended to be straight or at least tried or at least thought maybe or they were for a little while. Squeeze themselves into yeah. straight yeah. culture to pass. And I, I mean, that, I. I think uh, more more important might be a question of having non-trans actors play trans characters. That's a big deal. Sure. Yeah, that's a and, much bigger deal. And you I mean, can, there's a there's an argument to be made that you know maybe these things exist on a spectrum, and some of it's not quite as black and white. Like you of know, of course, of course, and, and, and I, can, I can give you play a, a gay person. Like you know, where, where do we draw the line and that sort of thing? Yeah. When you're saying it can't happen, like I don't. I, I can, I'm, I'm a little bit willing, on paper at least, to give casters, casting directors, a, a pass on not casting trans actors in trans roles because there are only so many trans actors out there. Yeah, but is that only because so many trans actors aren't getting cast? Right, or they're not getting like a you, you might have your, your cause and effect swap there. I think it's only because there are so many trans people in the world, but I could be wrong. Like, but like, but like, are you? I mean, like, if you really think about it, right, and you think about the stereotypical pageantry associated with queer culture. Right. Are you saying that you think that there are not enough trans actors to fill trans roles? Like, I think if you really think about that, I think that sounds maybe silly. Maybe. And because there certainly aren't very many trans roles out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was- just saw a movie there where the protagonist was... Uh, trans played by a trans person. I don't know if that it was necessarily a good movie because I can't remember the ending, but <laughs> it was it was fascinating. It was lovely in Umbrella Academy. 
Oh yeah, that's that yeah, was perfect. Yeah. That was so or, well handled. Or Euphoria, so yeah. which has a a, a wonderful uh, character played by uh, Hunter Schaefer, and uh, that that's a that's an astonishingly good example of why you want a trans character to play a trans role. Yeah, uh, or Sense Eight. Yep, sure. Sense Eight. Yeah, I, they uh, they slash them. The horror the, uh, film. Uh, the, uh, hmm. Ah, man. Oh, it looks... For Hunter Schaefer? No, for the, the movie. Uh, they, oh, the movie. They they saw saw, the oh, yeah, for... the, horror, the horror movie. They I am, them. I'm, I'm a real mixed bag on that. Having Me only too. seen the trailer and trying not to judge a movie by its trailer, I can't tell if it's like Grindhouse exploitation or tongue-in-cheek or... Neither could I, and I saw it. <laughs> you did? Oh, wow. Okay. All you right. Know, I, I will, that I will might say be a success. That, oh, Circling back to the white as default uh, situation, that is a problem that we face actually with our art. Uh, at in at my company, uh, we commission a lot of art. I mean, we commission thousands and thousands of pieces of art every year. And a problem that we have run into is if you say a man in his forties, you will get a white man. Oh, it's even even from even from artists who live in predominantly non-white majority countries uh, it, it, it is it is just seen as default if yeah. you say uh, a person just like if you say a person stands behind a counter at a drugstore you'll get a white man hmm. every time and 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 he'll be thinnish and he'll be youngish so you have to actually specify like a fat black woman and and even then we we, we have a, a big problem where we say we have to actually like sometimes provide skin color palettes um because we'll say you know uh, a black woman in her 30s uh and then you know and and what <laughs> we'll get is uh <laughs> we'll get a very light brown woman with uh white girl hair and it's like, oh, no, OK, hold on. I I, uh, I understand. I did not provide enough reference here. And so that's been something that we've really had to push. And, and what's really interesting that I've found is as a way of trying to be respectful, you know, we'll say like a, a young man of African descent, a young woman of East Asian descent, uh, a non-binary person of Southeast Asian descent. But then my 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 designers like to say uh, a man of European descent. And every time I'm like, do you mean white? <laughs> because Europe is a big place. And Europe includes Spain and Norway <laughs> and everyone. That's a big, that's a big spread. <coughs> there was a, remember, remember once upon a time, Sicilians weren't white. Exactly. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, hell, hell, in this country, there was a time when Italians weren't white, when Irish weren't white, when white is something that was invented by the rich to be like, hey, just because you're poor doesn't mean that you're not the same as us. We should align all oh, those people over there. They're yeah. the problem. We're the same. We're yeah. white, even right. though, you know, you are very poor and I am very it's, rich. It, well, you were talking about this recently with the. Uh, Talk of like people being like, oh, but I'm in the one percent, and we can't have oh, that fuck happening. Me, the one percent, and it's like yeah, sure, you're yeah. not in the one percent. That's a lie. You were told yeah. you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. talking talking about the us and them, I've uh, I have a young young son I'm raising, and so the topics mm -hmm. of, of racism come up pretty often. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, because how old he's? 12? He's thir thirteen now. Yeah, thirteen. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Time flies, but um, <laughs> so I think among the conclusions I've come to in talking about human nature with him as the odd thing that it is um, and puzzle to be <laughs> solved or attempted to be solved mm -hmm. is that racism is instinctive. Um, I think we are hardwired at a very deep level to have an us and a them. And of course that doesn't make it okay. It yes, doesn't make absolutely. it acceptable. That doesn't make it, you know, productive to a larger society. It just means that it's a behavior that was programmed into us 
deeply at a very early level, which is probably why we are the hominid species that survived because we were the most racist. Our, our <laughs> brains, our brains aren't you. you I mean, it's been proven you're not able to to, to truly care about more than about 100 people. Oh, it's the, the 100, 100 like monkeys you're, you're genuinely not like you can have empathy for them, right. but you don't actually care. You don't actually care about more than that many people uh, in the sense that like you, you, you know, you beyond just the like, oh, that's sad, you know, like outside of the concept of them as people. Right. right. Yeah. And so I, I I mean, we are we are functionally unable to 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 not think of a, an us and them situation just because you have to, you know, I got to protect my family and then my right. family comes first. Like, you know, uh, my my friends matter to me. You know, this really you know, this one really hurts everyone. This is one of our own, you know, kind of a thing. You see that a lot when a celebrity dies. I'll see people be like, oh, this is one of our own right. because they're an actor. Right. So we all <laughs> oh, it's actors versus people who don't do acting. Right. Like or right. it's very interesting. How, yeah. how many how many non-white people are grieving the death of the queen? Because she's a them. I, I mean, based on Twitter, uh, I'm going to say not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of uh, what would you call it? Celebrating. <laughs> right. So so that's interesting. You know, if if we accept racism uh categorizing that kind of tribalism a, tribalism thank you that's mm -hmm. what i was looking for as a base mm -hmm. instinct um i think that actually becomes a lot easier to moderate your own behavior because mm -hmm. knowing that you can have a, a a racist instinct a racist thought and then your higher brain can kick in and say oh wait that's a racist thought i should not say mm -hmm. that out loud because that was wrong and you can forgive yourself a lot of stupid shit that way as long as you don't say it out loud <laughs> it's well and it's um recognizing that and growing as a person is, you know, that's that's like being a, a, a happy adult. Yep. Um, I, I, you know, like if you if you don't look back at like your Facebook page posts from five years ago and cringe, <laughs> maybe you haven't grown enough as a person <laughs> um, like you or you were perfect. You were the one you were the one person who was perfect. Um, <laughs> that ain't me. And, yeah. Like like I, 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 I to some extent, I agree. Like. Like you should always be evaluating your thoughts and thinking about whether yeah. or not they're shitty and and like, and if someone points out to you that maybe something you said is shitty, you can thank them right. for them doing that that bit of analysis for you because it got by your <laughs> internal sensors and stuck out and they can be like, hey, maybe you didn't think about how that is actually shitty. You can be like, oh fuck, right? Well, uh, yeah, I, I missed that. I have. Two, I'm sorry, I could keep doing that. Go on, Molly. Oh, go ahead. It's okay. I just can't see you, so I never know when you want to talk. Oh, okay. Uh, I have two, two addendums to that. Uh, there have been a lot of studies that show that uh, that you have, biologically, you have a harder time recognizing faces outside of your race. Mm -hmm. There is there is biological hardwiring for, for mm -hmm. racism. That being <gasps> said, that Google. being said, uh, and I bet you experienced some of this with Malcolm. I probably mentioned this before. My daughter and I were watching, of all things, Doctor Who, where Doctor Who was saving racism and, but with Rosa Parks. She didn't care about any of that. She was just so offended at the idea that racism existed. That oh. that there was that that there there was a con some concrete consequences of racism because it is so outside of her knowledge base sure. her experience well that's nice you know we <laughs> we are raising nice. <laughs> we are ra look at us for as flawed as we are and by god i'm flawed we are so much further along than the the generations that preceded us and not as far as along as the generations we're raising and i yeah. mean it's, we are 
And yet. And yet. <laughs> and yet, there are still a lot of people who aren't. I'm, but that's, I'm that's scient- better. I'm, uh, I'm not a scientist, Rom, but like I wonder about that study you mentioned. If that's like a, a nature nurture thing, because like uh, obviously, if you are raised around white people and you see white faces, you're gonna like distinguish between white faces more easily because yeah. that's you know, it's like how saying that like you know, oh, most most black violence is committed on black people by other black people. And it's like, yeah, because, you know, black people associate more with black people than white people, right? It's a, it's like a most so- white violence is done on white people by white people. It's a social psychology thing. I just found it's called the cross-race effect. Uh, there's some empirical findings, not a, not a ton of theoretical approaches, but yeah, it's also known as the in-group advantage, which is a lot of it is because, like what you're saying, is if you are generally you're surrounded by more people of your own race, and are brought up with in your family, you have people of your own race. And so as a result, you learn to distinguish those faces very readily. Like you can tell the difference between your uncle and your father, even though they look very similar. Call up my brother and be like, hey, Jamie, do all white people look alike to you? (laughs) I mean, he was raised around a lot of white people. So that would be a really good, I bet transracial adoptees are really good uh, study for that That sort of thing. That That would be a a really good study to to see what what happens there because it would be hard to separate the nature from the nurture in that yeah Yeah, well the point i'm trying to make and and i'm not trying to support believe me i'm not trying to support racism uh the point i'm trying to make is is that you can and people do dismiss things as part of human nature oh well that's just human nature that's just biology and i like to point out sure and so is shitting in the woods and fucking everybody that walks by Right. Yeah, yeah. I, often have, I often have an instinctive desire to hit that guy over the head with a rock. I was going to say, but so it's is punching, <laughs> punching somebody when they make you mad, or like, yeah. you yeah. know, like all kinds of things. Yeah, I, yeah. I it's it's uh, it's very interesting that what you said about uh, about your kids because it's something that I've seen in. You know, I've got, we've got nibblings that are you know uh, you know coming. They're like eight and six, and uh, some other kids that we know because from best festival things as we've gotten older here. The kids are going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. by and large, especially when it comes to, like, gender fluidity, man, oh my God, none, so I, I haven't, like, these kids are just like, <laughs> it's not even a question for them. It's just like, oh, like, oh, yeah, that, that they're, they're gay. Oh, yeah, they're bi. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're gender fluid. Like, it's just not even, they don't even have to, like, think about it. It's nothing to accept. And I think we're going to see a lot of that, especially as. You know, we we I mean, God knows the whites are worried about getting replaced. But like, you know, every <laughs> single thing we've ever seen that's far future basically predicts that there's not really going to be everyone's going to be mixed and give it 100 years. Right. So, like, you know, I just think that it, it really seems like when it comes to these topics, the, the what, what outrages these these kiddos more is like that, that this that the kind of things they don't even think about exist my son my son at three years old decided that pink was his favorite color because people think of it as a girl color and screw that yeah (laughs) yep my my daughter is dead set convinced that she's pansexual i'm like perhaps you should have sex first but but all right all right but whatever but but if she was convinced she was straight would you feel the same way yes yeah yeah yeah, absolutely i would absolutely i would yeah yeah, my, like, I know when I came out as bi uh, when I was 18, my mother wanted to know how many girls I'd had sex with. And I was like, but that's not how it I mean, uh, <laughs> I've only had sex with one boy who's a, she's a girl. So actually, <laughs> but well, you know. and like, I mean, if 
<laughs> oh, that's mean. Sorry. I was going to say that, uh, you know, and, and God, if you, if you were only having sex with people that you're attracted to, then I mean, Molly, you, none of you or your siblings would be born. well like my my eldest alex i remember uh, he was doing a D &D group when he was in high school and he brought a friend home uh and and their name was emmerich and and at some point he's like oh and emmerich's non-binary it was not like a judgmental thing he he wanted to make sure his parents got it right and i was like well since you've been referring to emmerich with they pronouns i just made the assumption that was probably it. And I was just going to use they pronouns <laughs> until I got told otherwise. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm passionate. Yeah. And for him, it, it was natural. It was like, that's the, there, there was never a, there's a problem or that this is, this is different. Yeah, it precise, was just precise that point. You are not necessarily at the same place with the acceptance of this as I am. So I want to make sure, you know, uh, even though he was pretty conscious that we did, we were in the same place in terms of acceptance. But still, to him, it was it was a more they, natural experience. Yeah, they can tell already that it's more natural for their generation yeah. than ours. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, that, that, and that was the point I was trying to make. Yeah, yeah, totally. I uh, I forgot uh, we didn't really talk about the Little Mermaid as much, but <laughs> I, uh, I I uh, I saw this uh, armchair evolutionary biologist on Twitter <laughs> who definitely doesn't have uh, any kind of degree, um, who was saying that like. Uh, a black mermaid doesn't make sense because <laughs> of the way light hits <laughs> fish. Oh, oh, yeah. my God. And how <laughs> fish will have a lighter colored belly and a darker colored top because when things look at them from the bottom, they're looking up and that's where the sunlight comes from and the refraction of dark skin. And it was just like, the just a load of bullshit. Like well, my just arms they stretch so far to reach. <laughs> and I bet that motherfucker has so many clicks. Yeah. And, and you could be like, and and I mean, right off the bat, you can be like, Jared, they're fucking mermaids. Yeah. <laughs> and then B, you can be like, also look at all these fucking fish of all these different colors. You're so full of shit. You're, and you so, know you're so wrong and you don't no. even. All right. So uh, this has been a fascinating discussion. It's obviously uh, a big issue that, that we're looking at right now. And, and it's it's pretty stupid. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. if, if, it's a shame that we have to talk. It's about a shame it that we nauseam. have to talk about it. But but, uh, but I think that that, you know, I think Byron's point about we as white people kind of have a responsibility to call out other white people. I mean, that's a, that's that's I think the job of white people who give a shit. Is yeah. to call out yeah, we're the other white people. It's not. It's it. It shouldn't fall to people of color to have to do it because they're doing enough work on their own, uh, and they don't. But not in like a performative white knight kind of way. No. <sighs> yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. We're not. It's, it's, it's a fine line. line. It it's, a fine yeah, line. it's a fine line. It's tricky, and I and I and I recognize that. But anyway, we need to move on to five questions. Uh, so hopefully that will be a little less complicated than uh, than the conversation we've just had, because oh, Byron already knows what those five questions are and perhaps has thought about them slightly. Nick, why don't you start with question number one? Sure, sure. What is a game you've played recently that you really enjoyed? I've been playing uh, Hard Space Shipbreaker, mm, which is a really is cool. Um, you're a space dock worker. And you're taking apart derelict ships. Is it a video game or a board game? Video game. Um, okay. 
and you're occasionally blowing yourself up and electrocuting yourself, and mm. you are then cloned, and you are your clones are of course property of the mega corporation. It's got a big pro union sub vibe going yeah. on. And that one's fun. What, what, what are you played on? Is it is Steam. it like Xbox or phone or PC. Steam? Steam that nice. just came to Game Pass. We were Molly. You nice. and I were flipping through the things that just got added yeah, yeah. to Game Pass. Good, good. That's a good one. It was like, oh, first person shooter space thing. And I was like, eh, I don't know. But no, it's it's a fun, like zero G. It's got the fun zero G maneuvering. Yeah. I take great joy in, in giving my son 13, or my 13 year old son, uh, zero G maneuvering games in the hopes that that will, a uh, skill will one day be useful to him. That'd be great. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> give, give, him, uh, get him started on uh, right. Kerbal Space Program. Yep. Give him a head start. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Molly, question number two. Question two, what is a science fact or discovery you think is really fucking cool? I love, 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 love how, like, every week we find something new that pushes back the date of the peopling of the Americas. And not Mm. just a little bit. We're not talking like a thousand years. We're talking like 20, 30, 40,000 years earlier than we thought. And that's just cool. Like we're talking about people, we're finding physical hard evidence of people being in the Americas 20,000 years before the Bering Land Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. How did they yeah. get here? Did they swim? Were they magic? I don't know. It's cool. uh, they floated, uh, they floated uh, like pollen. I, I mean, believe. obviously, they use ships, which is great because that tells us that people 30,000 years ago had ocean going ships. And that's just cool. It's fucking cool. That's that, uh, that super neat shit about. Uh, the Americas that you don't learn about in school in the Americas, at least not yeah, in North like, America. It's like, well, this the, stuff you wouldn't. Uh, like, I mean, did uh, you did did you did you know there were pyramids in North America? <laughs> American yeah. history, except it isn't really. Uh, it's mm-hmm. only the last little bit of it. Um, question number three: Where do you get your sense of right and wrong from? Because we know it isn't religion. I hate how dreadfully obvious this is to say, but it's the golden rule. I mean, yeah. if I wouldn't want it done to me. I shouldn't do it to someone else. It seems really obvious. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and the converse is true. Do yeah. unto others as you would have them do to you. Yeah. It, that's the thing. It, Treat it, people the way you want to be treated, not or, just don't do what you wouldn't yeah. want. You know? Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the it just, it takes, rule. yeah, it yeah, takes empathy, but, but not even all that much empathy. Not a lot. Yeah. 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 That's on its most fucking basic level. Yeah. It's, Nick, question uh, number four. Question four is if you could build a robot, to perfectly perform one chore or task for the rest of your life, what task would you choose? The dishes. Uh, yeah. Which I find a fascinating contrast to Ron, who was here last episode. Yeah. Because I, I, when I thought about that, I knew that the dishes are Ron's happy place. Um, I also, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dish doer. And not me. No, I don't, sure. I don't love it. I would, unlike, in, again, in contrast to Ron, I would choose to cook as often as not. Um, Same. But, I love uh, it. Yeah, I enjoy cooking. I cook. especially enjoy cook- I cooking. Cook for fun, not for fuel. Cook for fun, not for fuel. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, good. Uh, Dish pot. Good to know that uh, Ron and Byron together could have meals prepared and cleaned. We have <laughs> contemplated getting married. It's true. Right. For those of you younger than uh, 45, <laughs> that was the theme from The Odd Couple. Uh, Molly, uh, question, question number five. five. Question five. What is a movie or TV show you think everyone should watch? Babylon 5. Ooh. What? Yeah. I don't yeah. think really? it, I, I think it, this is at least the second time we've had that answer. Yeah. Was I, was it me last time? It no, it wasn't. True. These new questions. <laughs> but why? Why? Um, yeah. Um, it was it was one of the first episodic shows that had an overarching plot. 
it, as Straczynski, the writer, put it, you know, yeah, JMS. He, yep, JMS. When he wrote it in the first place, it had a, it was a contained story that had a beginning, a middle, and an end, um, mm-hmm. and it was a five year journey that got complicated later because networks, mm-hmm. um, and that and that that was it. Then that the story was going to end, and it did, um, and it was all the better for it um, in yeah. every way. Un- unlike good. Yeah. Unlike other shows that drag on long past their sell by date because they're making a couple of bucks. It's, uh, JMS, uh, right up until Dan Slott in the last few years uh, surpassed that record, uh, Straczynski was the longest writer on Spider Man. Nice. He's uh, an and then writer. Dan Slott recently surpassed him. Not recently, like five years ago. <laughs> Can I give you some trivia on Babylon 5? Yes. Yeah. I have been on that set. Nice. I have met all of the human characters on Babylon 5. Oh, except what a I, weird distinction to make. Well, yeah. I, mean, I didn't meet any of the alien ones, and I, and I don't recall meeting Billy Moomy. I am still occasionally in uh, contact with um, uh, 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 Christensen, uh, Ivan, the lady who played Ivanova. Um, mm-hmm. And it was literally the day after I met Sandra Bullock and made a complete idiot of myself, <laughs> and I was charming with her. And I'm like, why can't I have done this? Why can't I do this yesterday? Why um, couldn't you do this with Sandra Bullock? Yeah, why can't I do this with Sandra Bullock? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we could have had her as a guest on our podcast uh, if you had been friendlier with yeah, her. Yeah, I'm Ron. sorry I failed you. I'm yeah, sorry I failed you. Really, you did. Honestly, unrelated <laughs> to my recommendation of Babylon 5 is the fact that Arlene was a customer on the first season of that. Oh. That's lovely. I, um... Babylon 5 is a show that I gave a shot, but I gave it a shot so long ago and I was so much younger and such a different person in terms of taste and patience that I feel like it's something I should come back around to and give another try. Because, uh, because again, like Tim said, you're the second person to say that's your thing that everyone should check out. My dad was a fan. I, I bought him the box set as a gift years ago. And despite that, I still would like to maybe give it another shot. I... Um, I happened to be working in computer graphics at the time, um, and that show was oh, fairly sure. breakthrough um, yeah. in, in that age, and that was one of the things that drew me into it. Um, visually, it definitely looks a bit dated now, of oh, course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so does Star Trek, right? Yeah. You know, even more so than Star Trek because of yeah. all the digital effects that don't age as well as the right. physical ones. But some things about it haven't aged at all, um, like some of the acting, particularly Peter Jurassic, Londa Malari, and... Um, and Jakar, who's the actor's name, escapes me at the moment. Those two, their dynamic, especially as the show went on, just was solid gold. Um, and mm-hmm. there are some writing moments in there that are just some of the best in science fiction ever. Both hmm. Tallman would... and Claudia Christian have hinted that there is another project coming. Th- there is, for sure. There are probably two. Oh, uh, exciting. Right. They, well, there you go. They did All right. Com- they did comics, too, right? Didn't they? There, uh... were, there were some comics, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, those were great answers, Byron. Thank you so much for yeah, joining yeah. us. It's so great to have you uh, join us when you're in town uh, for the Renaissance my Festival. My pleasure. Uh, the Yay. Renaissance Festival goes on for one more weekend after oh this gosh. episode airs. Ron will not be there anymore. He will it be goes so fast. He'll be opening up the Carolina Renaissance Festival. Are you closing down Minnesota? I know that yeah. Broomhilda goes over to Carolina. We do. Correct, yeah, we, but we're double booked that weekend. I'll be here in Minnesota for the final weekend, and then and then high tailing so, it down. To so you can you can catch Byron at Broomhilda, yes. uh, but uh, really you shouldn't be catching uh, Byron at Broomhilda. You should just go there and buy something because the they have uh, they have a wonderful and, yeah. wonderful wares, and uh, you can also catch the Tortuga Twins, just not with Ron. So it'll be uh, what two uh, one third less. 
Ron. Yeah, yeah, 100% less Ron. 100% less Ron. One third less awesome. One third less awesome. Uh, Or a different kind of awesome. Uh, perhaps. But uh, in any case, uh, you can also catch me at the Renaissance Festival for one more weekend. I will not be going to Carolina. You're really good. <laughs> you sound so no, surprised. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean I've, I've heard of the dregs and everything, but but uh, I also own a booth out there, and uh, Tim uh, Band comes in and plays uh, every weekend, and they do a, a, a song or two. And you guys are great. I'm yeah, genuinely impressed. Really well, it's true. They make noise at me once in a while. Too. Thank yeah, you. Very good. Yeah, you, you usually have a band playing out in front of your, your <laughs> shop true. when we yeah. get there, so we can't play there. But anyway, uh, we're all going to be at the Renaissance Festival for one more weekend. If you're in Minnesota, come and check us out. Uh, and uh, if you're not, uh, thanks for listening anyway. We uh, have a Patreon. You can support us for $2 a month, and you can get these episodes early, sometimes minutes, sometimes hours, sometimes weeks. It's always a surprise. And, of course, <laughs> you can answer the five questions that Byron just answered by sending us an email at geekswithoutgod.com. Sorry, five questions at geekswithoutgod.com. We're also looking for guests because we can only have Ron and Byron on every now and again, and we need some other guests. And if you go to our Facebook page, we've got a form that you can fill out. Let us know what you'd like to talk about, and we would be happy to get you in to be a guest on Geeks Without God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to be back next week to talk about, I don't know, something. We'll figure it out. be great. It's going to be so interesting. I think it's actually going to be our another friend from the circuit. Our good friend Tony Miller will be here oh, next week. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. So uh, I know that guy too. Thanks for listening to Geeks Without God. Have a nice week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. This woke ass podcast is brought to you by Reality. We're geeks. We're geeks. We're geeks without God. Until next time, you can find us blogging at geekswithoutgod.com. You can follow us on Twitter at geekswithoutgod, and you can even like us on Facebook. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. I gotta try it again, but I just couldn't get into it. I liked it.